What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Clinton Yates is in today for George Sedano. Yeah. And it is time for What You Need to Know with at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Follow this woman, ladies and gentlemen. Thank and by you. the way, happy International Women's Day. Gracias. Yes. yes. You know, women that make the world work. Who I'm just runs saying. the world? Girls. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do that. It's a must. I'm glad you did because I was going to play that song anyways. But. <laughs> nice. So I may or may not be a little speed demon. demon sorry demon but i just found out that more than 175 miles of la streets are lowering their speed limit huh, lowering it yes kind of wanted to this. go the other way but i don't hate this scott i i so here, the, i'm a surface streets guy that's why i brought that okay, up. i okay. don't really ride on the highway that much i i, I surface streets and slowing them down that works for me really I yeah i don't know i don't I know how i feel about it there's kids and stuff man people are out there cruising around i don't you know no you want to you want to burn it down like you're in some movie from the eighties? <laughs> get your butt on the one ten. Get on the highway. Oh no, don't the one ten is not it. Whatever, do it's it. Don't do it in my street where there's a light and a stop sign. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to know what one hundred and seventy-seven miles of alley streets are lowering because it's a lot, and I'm not going to say them all on air, you guys can go over to Twitter. I will put the link, and you guys can check all that out. Well, are we talking about going from, like, 65 down to 55? No, it's only five miles. So, like, if there were 40, they're going to, you know, uh, 35. If there were 30, they're going to 25. So it's not a drastic change, but in places like what Clint's talking about, where there are safety concerns, that's what, you know, that's why they did that. And they're allowing cities to kind of have more control over that. Also, here's the thing, Scott, is that everybody looks at that speed limit as a guideline. So if you start it at a mm-hmm. certain place, everybody's bumping that up five to seven, saying, oh, it's fine. I'm only X and X over the speed limit. But the reality is if you're breezing through a school zone at 45, you're probably moving too fast. You know what I'm saying? Slow it down, partner. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I just My cynical mind jumped right to the last two years, not as many people have been driving or going to work. So if you lower the speed limit and people don't abide by it or they don't know about the change, it's just an easy way to write a whole bunch of tickets and make you know generate a bunch of revenue. Again, I'm not saying that's right. It's just my cynical mind at work. That's just the way it goes. Probably true, but that makes it safer. <laughs> I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Clinton, I see a lot of people are on the phone, and they want to get involved here this afternoon. Yeah. In fact, I've seen some tweets um, about the most recent caller that we had. A guy called just a few minutes ago and said, hey, guys, Russell Westbrook could just be having a bad year. I mean, statistically speaking, his numbers are all down, and maybe he'll come back next year and he'll be the player that he was, this triple-double machine, and everything will be right in the world. And I'm seeing a bunch of tweets that are saying, that's the worst call I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, who, the, who is this guy calling the show? Um, all of his all this is about Russ. All his all-star teammates wanted him off their team because they knew they could never win with him. I mean, these are just tweets that are coming in. Um, Joey says, yo, Kaplan and Yates, stop with these whack calls. Bad year. All of a sudden, we're, we're dumb. We don't know basketball anymore. Uh, stop making excuses. Russ has sucked so far this year. I mean, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, but that's it's not an excuse. It's just that, that many things can be true. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what it is. And you're trying to tell me that if Russell Westbrook is having some career year, that the Lakers are suddenly, what, a top four team in the West? Absolutely not. I don't think that anybody is implying that that's the case. The issue is how it's gone down specifically. The bricks, the turnovers, the chirping at crowd members, 
the getting into it with the media. That's the issue. It's not about just whether or not do we blame one person or nobody. It's not zero sum. I just think that overall he is a microcosm of the larger elements of the problems that the Lakers have. Coming up in just a few minutes, though, I want to play for you. I don't know if you heard this or not, Clinton, but on Saturday, ESPN broadcast the game on television. And it might have well has it might as well have been Game Seven of the NBA Finals. I mean, you had Magic Johnson, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, yeah. uh, Mike Greenberg. Jalen was here. Jalen Rose, um, Lisa Salters, uh, Woj. I mean, ESPN brought everybody to crypto on Saturday for the Lakers and the Warriors, and and it was a big national television game. And LeBron shows up huge, but before the game. Magic Johnson, I mean, Magic was all in on Russell Westbrook. And I think that what Magic said and then Russ last night and now Magic tweets today where he's trying to encourage the Laker Nation, it's almost as if Magic stirred it all up on Saturday and is now backpedaling a little bit here this afternoon. So we'll get to that coming up in a matter of moments. But let's go to the phones. Here's Lance checking in on Sedano and Cap with Clinton Yates in the house. Hey, Lance, what do you say, man? What's up, Lance? Hey guys, so uh, I've had some uh, actual like personal experiences dealing with Russell myself, um, being a bartender working in different kind of bars and restaurants, and uh, that chip never comes off his shoulder, man. That is his attitude. It's his attitude on and off the court. I think that's probably you know where a lot of the criticism and why people just don't empathize for him at all. I mean, he uh, he treated everybody rude every time I've ever taken care of him everywhere. I mean, one of my friends even ran into him at a mall. And got cussed out by him for asking to take a picture. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I, we're not going to sit here and slander the character of Russell Westbrook because a couple people might have run into him on a bad day. I think that that's fair to understand that, sure, he might be a little bit more, I, I don't know, he might have a little bit more stank on him than the average person. But what we're not going to do, because this is not, in my opinion, appropriate, is make it seem like he's a bad guy. I, I just don't believe that. He does too many things in too many places. Whether or not he likes dealing with the media or fans does not directly correlate to him being some terrible human being. That's not fair. Yeah, no, I feel I feel like what you're saying is is right on. I don't really care about, you know, the experience that somebody may have had as a bartender with the guy or somebody who asked him for a picture and he wasn't accommodating. That that's fine. That's that's another deal. I'm just simply talking about this victim card. That he's playing. I didn't understand it last night, Clinton. On one hand, he's offended because somebody said West Brick, which I'm sure is not the first time anybody's ever said that to him in his career. And and then he put it together with my kid goes to school. He's so proud of his last name. So when somebody disrespects me by changing my last name, I'm going to have to address this person by person. Hey, Russ, come on, man. Like, get your head in the game. That That to me is is what I'm talking about, not whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy in real life. I, I'm with you, but if people started calling and calling you Scott Craplin every single day of the week, it might get to you after a while. You know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of where I think this is from a larger team standpoint because, no, you can't just blame him as in Westbrook. You can blame the team. You can blame the front office for thinking this was going to work to begin with. You can blame Anthony Davis or you can blame anybody you want. But as it pertains to how Russell Westbrook deals with it, He's just different. That's part of the makeup of who he is, and that's something you got to take into consideration when you are putting together a roster. Hey, Lindsay and Laura, you know what? You know what Russell Westbrook really wants? What does he really want? A romp him? No. Although he also would <laughs> he, look I've really seen sharp. Him wearing I feel like he's yeah. yeah he's definitely I've definitely one hundred percent seen him wearing romp. Right. I, I mean, might he, get me a Russell Westbrook romp him. Ooh, matter with a fact, face plastered on our it. bits. That's yeah. a good idea. I just I just think he wants you to put some respect on his name. <laughs> 
By the way, some guy tweeted in, he's, and some guy at John Breezy, he says, you guys should be called the Rompum Stompin' Robots. That's a lot. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like it. That's that was a, a great game. Rompum, romp, what was it? Rompum Stompin' Rock, Robots. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Robots. Yeah, that was a great game. They might have made a movie about that, too. I think you might be right, although I can tell you for sure I haven't seen it. But Rock'em Sock'em Robots, I and mean, that was good. When you punch the robot in the face and then his head pops off. <laughs> that's, that's your kind of entertainment? I liked it. I liked that game. I did. Here's Eric in Van Nuys. Hey, Eric, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? It's uh, David from Van Nuys. That's all hey, right. David. David, what's up? I'm with you, Dave. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm calling about the rust thing. You know what? Honestly, uh, I'm a Laker fan, and we Laker fans are pretty harsh when it comes to the Laker players. Yes, we are used to having a, a championship team. But you know what? I, I kind of got to give it. it. It is kind of hard to have a bad season. and uh, But at the same time, we do have to put some respect to these players and, and, and you know, give them some respect. And, uh, you know, honestly, if people want to call and say that Russell Westbrook is this and that, honestly, I run into Russell Westbrook quite frequently because I work in the area where he works. And he's actually a really nice person. So for people to actually call and downplay him, he's not that person that people think he is. So, Yes, me being a Laker fan, I wish that this season would be what we Laker fans expected, having a big three, but it didn't. And with that being said, I still think he does deserve respect because um, he's, at the end of the day, he's a human being. Just because he's a baller and he's making money and whatever, it doesn't mean that we have to go out there and disrespect him. So that's my take. But but honestly, can I ask everybody a question here? Hold on, Scott. I I think I know where you're going with this. Let me say this quickly. I will acknowledge. In 2022, this is an entirely different conversation that we're having just as a sports populace than we would five years ago, 10 years ago, never mind 20 years ago, when people felt completely differently at the way that they thought we should interact with athletes. There is a very specific part of this that is, even if you don't like it, clearly like a, I just, I don't want to say progressive, but like this isn't a conversation we have two years ago, three years ago. You know what I'm saying? I'll acknowledge that this is not something that I think anybody should be used to. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean it's not real. That's all I'm saying, at least for, for Russell. I mean, could, but can I just ask, is, is West Brick, is it so utterly offensive? I mean, listen, you're not playing up to the standard of expectation. And, and that's simply because you've been so good, statistically speaking, at other points in your career. So when you're not as good as you have been and you're not and the team has fallen completely flat based on what everybody's expectations were going into the season. Are you telling me that that a fan saying West Brick turns into this, this press conference about his child and school and his pride and his name, and I'm such a victim now that, that people are they're making fun of my name? No, is he, what is, he's saying is he doesn't want to hear about it from anybody in the media anymore. That's what he's saying. That's clear to me. Like, the level of offensiveness that you're talking about is one thing in terms of discussion. I think what he's getting at here is, I don't want to hear about this. It's messing me up. It's messing my family up. The reasons why don't matter. How about y'all at the very least stop asking about it? That's what I actually, that's what I genuinely actually think in terms of what his goals were. All right, let's sneak in one more call here. Here's Tim checking in on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Tim, what do you say, man? Hi, guys. Hey, um, at first I think it's disrespectful for people to be that way. Um, to Westbrook, I think that's got no class. But if you follow me for a second, there was something that I kind of realized. When we got Shaq, we had seen how great he was by his stats and the highlights. And when he came to the Lakers, he was that guy. 
And then if you fast forward to Dwight Howard, the first time he came to the Lakers, he was a great player. We saw the stats, the highlights. But when we got him, he wasn't what it kind of looked like. And I feel Westbrook's kind of the same thing. He, you know, he has all the highlights, the stats. But, you know, do we really know him? And now he's on our team. We see him every day. And maybe he's not what, you know, was advertised. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with him. Um, you know, he's not having a good season. I don't like him playing the victim card. I also don't think that people should be disrespecting his family. But I just kind of thought that the whole season. He's just not what we thought we were getting or what was advertised. And that yeah, was my take. Totally Thanks, agree. Guys. Yeah, totally that's, agree. That's, that's why I look call. towards the front office. Like, what are we doing? What's yeah. going on with the talent analysis here? You know? No, that's, that's a solid call. I mean, he he came in advertised as one thing and because we watch him every day and we put him under our microscope we're not we're not satisfied with what he was versus what he currently is and then you know i mean a lot of this i do think a lot of this he's brought upon himself not with his poor performance but with the stuff that he says after games yeah. And, and I think that he's he's almost invited some of this stuff. Yeah, there's always idiots that are going to look at that and say, oh, you don't want it, therefore I'm going to do it. But I'll tell you this, when it comes to people who work in this business and people who are dealing with him for real, for real, ain't nobody going to call them to his face anymore. Of course Guarantee not. Guarantee it. Of course not. Not happen. Yeah. All right, listen, let, let's keep it going here. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Coming up, did all of this start? Or, or, or maybe it was made worse on Saturday by what Magic Johnson said about Russell Westbrook. And maybe Magic's doing a little backpedaling here this afternoon on Twitter. Let's get to that part of the story. Coming right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. That's right. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano today. Hey, Clinton, as a baseball guy, is it killing you that baseball is not in spring training? Because for me, where I'm not a baseball first guy, I love stories like this Russell Westbrook story, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I just love stories like these, and it just reminds me, hey, baseball, you better get it together, man, because... Out of sight, out of mind for a lot of us. I know probably not for you, though. Yeah, that's not for me in terms of, like, what it's going to be. But I do think that the biggest opportunity that baseball is missing by all of this, and people want to talk, you know, guys that are, you know, sort of your generation where baseball was a bigger thing when they are kids. To me, it's not about losing older fans. It's about your cutting off of the ability to make new ones. And that, when you think about how people interface with the sports world these days, not everybody is liking sports by showing up with their eyeballs and sitting in the stands and eating a hot dog and drinking a beer. People are engaging with the league on all sorts of levels in terms of any sport you want, be it online, be it otherwise. 
And if you don't have a product, you just can't do that. So you're preventing yourself from yeah. growing. That's ultimately why this is kind of asinine to me overall, because they don't actually have to not be playing. They're just choosing to because the owners are, well, greedy as hell. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, um, I want to play for everybody. Just getting back to this Russell Westbrook thing. I want to play Magic Johnson. Did you hear this on Saturday, Clinton? I did not. Okay. So I, I made this point, and I want to just bring it back. On Saturday afternoon when the Lakers are playing the Golden State Warriors, it's a national TV game, and ESPN brings everybody like it's Game 7 of the NBA Finals. You had Stephen A., Mike Greenberg, Mike Wilbon, Jalen Rose, and, and Magic Johnson all in like a pregame on-court panel. You had Woj, you had Lisa Salters. I mean, you had literally every ESPN personality show up in L.A. on Saturday for this monster national TV game. LeBron obviously knew that, put on a big show, got to put on a show. The game-winning Super Bowl champion quarterback's in the house, got to put on a show. But before the game, Magic Johnson had some very, very harsh criticism for Russell Westbrook, and I feel like... I feel like it, it sort of started this this spiral that we're in right now. Laura, could you play for everybody what Magic said on Saturday? So Magic has that, you know, I, I thought you know, it was a pretty sharp rant, you know. Um, but then today, Clinton, Magic Johnson has a tweet that says, Laker Nation, it's our responsibility to come together and support Russell Westbrook and his family. Threats and attacks on his family are completely unacceptable, and they will not be tolerated. There's no place in sports for this type of behavior, period. So what did you think? Now that you've heard that for the first time, what did you think when you heard what Magic was saying on Saturday? That's the first time I've heard Magic, actually. I, I mean, I don't even know. That was like most, the most natural I've heard Magic talking about anything in a long time. Most of his tweets are things like, the sky is blue today. The you know speed limit has gone down on my street. You know they're pretty basic <laughs> observations in yeah. terms of like what he's talking about. But that to me, I mean, th- there's a larger conversation to be had about what happens when Magic weighs in, which is a whole separate story. But like to me, he just sounded like a fan there. You know, Magic oftentimes will talk as the former Laker. He'll talk as the former executive. He'll talk as the dream team member, 100 best players in the history of the NBA. He sounded like just another fan there. And I think that that speaks to what, how sort of up and down this season has been. Because when he comes back and tweets about his family, you know, again, this is what people like about the NBA. It's the up, it's the down, it's the through, and it's the between, you know. And that's kind of where we are right now. But at the end of the day, the Lakers still don't look very good. Sidebar, Magic Johnson, speaking of which, I watched that HBO show the other day. I want to talk about that. I do, too. Uh, I watched it last night. I'm super proud of myself, by the way. I was able to actually download the HBO Max app. How about that? And they never asked me for, like, a credit card or, like, you know, do you want to buy this service? And there was winning time available to me for free. So let me ask you this. Is it it, There's an outside chance that it comes with a bundle that you already have and you didn't know that. HBO Max has a bunch of those things. That's how I watched it. I got I think, an email that said, hey, by the by, you've got HBO Max. And I was like, bloop, clicked it, watched it in it, five it seconds. It could be. Or Cap recently got a Roku. And so if you bought, if you got any apps on your Roku, yeah. then it might automatically give you like a free trial. And then after like a week, it might just bill you right to like your Roku. Yeah, so pay attention to that. That's for sure. Now, okay. You know, you, you're going to want to be on the lookout for that. But let me ask you this. Okay, so I, I, it's my understanding that the Lakers didn't love the idea of this documentary being made or whatever we're calling it. It's based on the Jeff Perlman book. I did not pay a ton of attention to what this was going to be beforehand. Like, this was not something where I was thinking, oh, man, I'm fired up about this portrayal. I'm not saying I was thinking it was going to be bad, but I wasn't really sure what to expect. And what I got was nowhere close to it either. I totally agree. So the story that um, Jeff Perlman 
who wrote the original book Showtime, which mm-hmm. is what this this is based on. The story that I've heard that he was um, had a friendly relationship, in fact, maybe even a close relationship with Jeannie Buss, and that Jeannie has cut off the relationship ever since. Oh. I'm thinking to myself, why? Like, I don't think that, and listen, it was only one episode, and I'm sure not everybody has seen it so far, but I didn't think Jerry Buss was portrayed as something that I kind of, that's how I perceived him anyway. Like, was was that offensive last night? I, I don't know that it was offensive, but I think that this is as much about, like, uh, and not to get too far into the sort of cinematography and storytelling world, but, like, the way that this is all set up makes everybody look a little weirder than I think necessarily is, <laughs> needs to be coming across. The first-person camera addresses, you know what I mean, the cutaways to the sort of mockumentary style. Like, it kind of makes everybody look like a jerk for no real reason. And, like, I was like, wow, didn't realize that Jerry West used three-letter, you know, three-syllable cuss words every single time he talked to anybody. And, like, it was it was <clears throat> far more, like... I don't want to say harsh, but it was just a little bit more crass than I was expecting overall in tone as a program. I will say this without giving away anything, because Lindsay and Laura, have you guys seen the first episode yet? Yes. I watched it as soon as it came out, okay. of course. Okay. Laura, how about you? Have you seen it yet? I have seen it. Okay. I, I, Go ahead. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but I will just say one thing. Like, if I were Jeannie Buss and I saw the way they portrayed my father, I'd be like, you know what? They really portrayed him, at least in episode one as a guy who can wheel and deal and put things together and he's fearless and he's a risk taker and he, he loves the game. Like to me, I, I just thought that, that the way they portrayed Jerry Buss, um, I thought it was great and, and entertaining. If, if what, if how they portrayed Jerry West is how he really was. And most of us didn't know that. I find that to be fascinating and, and entertaining as well. Um, the Magic Johnson part in this first episode, again, without giving it all away, I, I thought was great. Um, the relationship between him and his dad, I mean, I just found it to be a really entertaining first episode of a new series that I'm watching. So, I, I, yeah, but like the, <clears throat> part of the issue with that to me, though, is that they kind of are coming from a, a disadvantage in, in this way. Like, it's not a documentary. It's not even a docu-series. It's a scripted potentially edited in terms of the drama and the story TV show. And like all these people are still with us. We just talked about magic. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something kind of weird about the setup and the way they went so over the top with it, it made certain parts of it feel kind of corny. You know what I mean? I'm like, this was actually a little bit more compelling than just like, hey, buddy, look at me looking at the camera and shaking my keys at the Playboy Mansion. Like, there's something about it that I was kind of like, I actually want a real documentary now. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's I part thought of the it, same Lindsay. thing. And as a documentary, like, savant, I would call myself, I kind of, I thought it was kind of cheesy. And obviously I know that it's, it's not a documentary and that it's a, whatever you want to call it, a drama type of show and they have to have take their own liberties with it to give it some personality but i thought that that stuff was kind of cheesy so i'm kind of with you on that and cap the problem with that that i have too is i realize and this is something that as a man of my age has been doing this job for as long enough as it is sometimes when i already know all the story from relatively close to my own life in real time i don't really need a doctor you know what i I'm understand saying? that part of it yeah. i do but i will say like again there's this part where jerry buss is talking about how he's going to buy the lakers and he had like an 18 million dollar deposit that he had already put down and he needed, um, it was like, let's just say it was $70 million that he had to pay, and $35 million of it was going to be in real estate assets. And then he looks at the camera, and he says, you know, I've got about $120,000 in cash in the bank, so I'm going to have to move a lot of stuff around. Like, as an entrepreneur, you have to look at that and go, wow, the risk-taking tolerance that Jerry Buzz had. Now, granted, 
it may not have been exactly like that, but the way they portrayed his character, I just found that to be really, really entertaining. I, I'm with you about the corny nature of the way it was yeah. shot and, you know, it was intended to look like it was from back in the, you know, 70s and 80s, but just as a, an entertainment experience, I, I thought the first episode was good. I'll watch the next one for sure. Halfway, because I want to see what happens with that Donald Sterling character. That was so weird. Oh, that was really I was weird. Like, oh, my goodness. They went all the way on this. Like, as soon the as they got in there, I was yeah. like, oh, yikes. And there was that one part where he was on the phone and asking for money, and she, asking his ex for money. And she said, did you ask your creepy friend yet? Because <laughs> <That> <laughs> he ends up being the reason why it happened. You know, it's like, it's really funny. But they obviously had a relationship. Like, that's, anyway, that was hilarious. All right, we'll, we'll get deeper into it. Uh, I really loved it also. Um, at least episode one from what I saw. Here's a call from Ron. In West Covina, checking in here on Sedano and Cap. We've been talking about this Russell Westbrook situation and brought Magic into it, into the conversation based on his Saturday comments. Ron, what do you think about all this? I agree very much with what Magic said. He's right about them attacking his family, but um, Westbrook doesn't own up to him playing so terrible. We gave up some good players to get him, some real popular players, and you know, he's got a resume. He should understand the standard that we expect is high. And we cheer for him if he does something good. And if he doesn't do something good, he's going to get booed or, or uh, heckled a little bit. But for $44 million and he's getting 47 he should act more concerned about how he's playing. If he told the public, hey, I might be trying too hard or the, or the press, I'm pushing it, I'm inside my head. But he doesn't do that. He acts like he it's just a regular game, and it's way below that. I hear what you're saying on that one. Uh, Clinton, what do you think? I mean, yeah. when, you, when you say to, to Russell Westbrook, hey, does this bother you being booed? Like, does, do you take this home? And he completely says, absolutely not, man. I'm leaving right now. I'm going home. I got a great wife. I got great kids. Essentially, what, what people are hearing him say is, I make a lot of money. And I don't really care that much. I mean, that's the way people interpreted that. And that, I think, has rubbed a lot of people wrong, which has, again, like I call it, led to this downward spiral to where now he's the victim because somebody's making fun of his last name. Well, it doesn't help that, like, when you're broadcasting press conferences live on national television, you're getting into spats with it. And then you immediately cut to, I don't know, Laker legend Shaquille O'Neal, who says right then and there he doesn't like that. You know what I mean? It'd be It'd be one thing if this was sort of, I don't want to say what we expected, but what we were used to. But I think that that's ultimately what the biggest thing is here for everybody involved, Scott. Lakers fans aren't used to this, and Westbrook's not used to it. You know what I mean? And so whether or not you want to judge in itself, whether it's right or wrong, there's clearly a compatibility element here that is still being grinded in terms of the relationship between Lakers fans and Westbrook. That's obvious. All right, everybody stick around. If you're on hold, we will get to you. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Clinton Yates is in. Radio Tinder is next. And uh, we'll come back to this Russell Westbrook story for sure as the afternoon goes on. Stick around, everybody. Radio Tinder next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. That's right. It is time for Radio Tinder. Clinton Yates is in for George Sedano. Sedano on assignment in Miami. He's, is, the game, is, he, is he doing a game tonight? I, th- I don't know. Lindsay keeps track of this stuff. Um, I believe he's doing the game tonight, yes, because he flew out last night, and I think it's the Suns, the Suns Heat game today. Suns versus Heat mm-hmm. today. Is that yep. game on right now? Uh, it should be on soon. Okay. I, have, um, I have the Suns playing right now against Orlando. So that oh, game's probably maybe tomorrow. It's, maybe it's tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Must be tomorrow. Right. But anyway. Anyway, time for Radio Tinder. Exactly. So I was listening to Travis and Slewa this morning, and they had a conversation about wearing sweatpants in the office. Mm-hmm. And apparently Travis thinks that it's a complete no-no, and he said that people should pull it together and wear something <laughs> respectable into the office. So I guess, like, generally speaking, if you went from – your office went from, like, business casual to after COVID, it's, like, more casual casual, that might be a little bit different. But specifically – in our office, at the ESPN 710 offices, do you guys think it's okay to wear sweatpants? Swipe left or swipe right? Clinton. I do. I think that's a swipe right. I mean, I, I wear sweatpants in here all the time. Same. I remember this from when I was in high school. I was not the most motivated kid in terms of, like, what I wanted to do with my life. I knew what I liked to do as a kid and as a teenager. And I remember we had a career day function where people came in and they talked to us all this stuff. And I went to a pretty good high school. I mean, it was a relatively well-known place in terms of what people were going to do with their lives. And I just remember thinking, dude, I don't care what I do for the rest of my life. I just can't wear no suit, no five days a week. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's been my attitude. Excuse me. That's been my attitude for life since a long time ago. So I'm all for sweatpants in the office. I'm going to swipe left here. But I'm going to start it off by saying this, Clinton. I haven't worn pants in a really long time. Right. <laughs> Meaning, during COVID for two years, I have literally been living in sweatpants. It's part of the reason I gained so much weight is because I had an elastic, you know, drawstring. Oh, so because normally you just you just know when when the when, when the pants get tight, it's time to stop. Well, like like like, let me put it this way: I haven't tucked a shirt in in two years. Ah, gotcha. I see what you're saying. So so look, I've been hyper casual. I stopped wearing shoes. I don't mean I go barefoot. I mean I only wear sneakers. Right. Like I don't even have shoes anymore. I only have sneakers. In fact, sometimes I get dressed and I'm like, "How old are you? Are you 16? Like, like do you have a nice pair of pants?" You mean and a like belt? hard sole shoes. Yeah, I don't have them anymore. Bro, you couldn't pay me. I mean, you could pay me enough, but like, there's no way that if I don't have to, you're gonna catch me wearing hard pants and hard sole shoes. I, I remember I posted the other day because I was wearing jeans to some event. I think it was to a Lakers game. And somebody said, why would you willingly put on bone-in sweatpants? <laughs> that's how they describe <laughs> jeans. And that's kind of where I am right now. It still feels like I'm wearing something that's way too hard for a normal person. I am, I am wearing sweatpants. I'm wearing sweatshirts. I'm wearing hoodies. I haven't put on, like, business professional clothes in so long and don't even know if I could find them in my closet. But the reason I'm swiping left here is because I feel like when we're in the office, there's a way to be casual 
but somewhat professional, and you just never know who might be coming into our offices. You never know what time uh, a client might just all of a sudden stop by. So I want to keep it like just an ounce more professional than sweatpants, but still hyper comfortable. Hey, that's why you go with the what I call the uniform, where you go with the sweat shorts on the bottom and the uh, you know like a button down on top. Let people know you got you. you I have seen you, you rock w- that waist up, and you you, you can pull that off. <laughs> I feel like fashion and business casual and, like, dress codes have gone completely out the window since COVID. And if you want to wear sweatpants, wear your damn sweatpants. Things have changed. That's for sure. Our our outlooks on what we're doing has changed a lot in the office. Right. And what's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Next one. So Apple revealed their new iPhone, iPad, and Mac models today during its first major event of the year. My God. Really? Yeah. I feel like I turn around. Every time I turn around, there's a new. Anyway. Uh, Every year, pretty much. Yeah, I know. But, you know. Well, the new version of the lower-cost iPhone SE, which comes with a smaller display than Apple's higher-end iPhone 13, will feature 5G capabilities, a more powerful chip, and it's going to have better battery battery life. Whoop, whoop. Like, that's all I care about these days is just a better battery life and oh, a better yeah. camera. But just wanted to know, are you guys typically someone who goes out to buy the new iPhone as soon as it comes out? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Swiping left. I do not. I'm actually the opposite. I'm the person that's like, hey, what's wrong with this one? I, the camera works just fine. The texting works just fine. I can get my emails. I can surf the Internet. I can make calls on rare occasions when I actually use the phone. I just don't find myself rushing out for the latest piece of technology. And by the way, when it comes to an iPad, I'm off iPads completely. I I don't have a need for an iPad. I've got my phone. And laptops, I mean, I I bought a laptop probably a year and a half ago at Costco, an Apple laptop. And I don't feel like I need to replace that either. So there will come a time where I need a new phone and I'll get the latest, but I don't go do it right away. How about you, Clinton? Swiping Swiping left. I'm closer to Scott on this than most people think. I just don't have that kind of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up in an era in which you could still hear the Internet beeping before you could log on and talk to your <laughs> friends. The capabilities of the phone at this point are well beyond anything I ever thought I was going to need on a regular basis. Now, if I was, like, different, if this was different, I was going to be, like, in a full-time influencer mode, sure, I'd probably care more about what my phone was because I'm using it professionally. But, like, dude, I record interviews on my phone. I don't know. We, we stream stuff. I use it for notes just like you do, Cap. I went to the Apple store probably about three months ago because I was hanging out with my brother, and he uses an iPad. He's in college. He uses an iPad and an Apple Pencil for pretty much all of his workflow, everything he does. He's a photographer. And I was like, dude, that looks cool. That looks fun. I haven't taken the daggone thing out of the box. Neither one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just hasn't been useful in me, and I haven't even thought to do it. So The only way I think I would get a new iPhone is if I ran out of space. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys this. How many pictures do you carry on your phone, like, right now? That's not a number. That's not a real. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, like asking yeah. me how many emails are in my inbox. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's not a realistic number. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a number out there, and then you guys give me some perspective. On my phone right now, I have 25,762 photos, and I have 2,905 videos. And I feel like I got plenty of space. Like, I know people who are like, hey, my phone ran out of space. I got to delete stuff. I got to move stuff. So that would be like the motivation for me to get a new phone is if I ran out of space, 25,000, almost 26,000 photos and almost 3,000 videos. Anybody, anybody making me look stupid? Like, I feel like I'd have more than that, but it also seems like you're not in the GIF game because when you're in different group Mm -hmm. chats using the GIFs a lot, which you'll have is, 
like, you know, we like to have multiples, as Scott McVay, I mean, as Sean McVay would say, you know what I mean? So, like, I have a lot of multiples, and I often find when I'm clearing things out, it's like, do you want to delete the history from this There's an chat? app for that, by the yeah. way, <laughs> that deletes your multiple say, yeah. gifts and, and photos if you ever screenshot anything. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? That's, yep. that's, yeah. where, that's where the numbers get high and you really start to waste your space. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? All right, next one. So the NFL suspended Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley for betting on games last season. The league said in a statement yesterday. So Ridley engaged in betting over the course of a five-day period in late November when he was away from the team for non-football illness. Uh, He's going to be suspended through at least the 2022 season, according to the statement from the league. Now, Ridley claims he only bet $1,500 total on a couple of games, and apparently he was caught because he went and, like, signed up for the the Hard Rock Casino app and bet, like, when he was in Florida, since it's legal to bet on sports there. So do you guys agree with Ridley's one-year suspension for gambling on games? Swipe left or swipe right, Clinton? I'll swipe left in in this regard. Like, this is multifold. Okay, so number one, there is precedent for this, and it goes all the way back to the 50s. For those who don't know, if you know who the golden boy Paul Horning is, he played for Notre Dame. He got suspended for a year for gambling on games when he was in the NFL. That was uh, many decades ago. But there's also part of me that understands the very real element of Conflict of interest here with the NFL being this harsh on people gambling when half their stuff is presented to you by gambling sites. Now, I understand that there's rules, and I understand that for the people that believe in the slippery slope of what it is that competitive value is, you can't have this. I understand that. But to me, honestly, as an actual just person in America, as a sports fan, I'm not that bothered by this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to write this guy off as one of the worst humans ever. He wasn't playing. He bet on sports. And, like, that's kind of what you get these days. This is the bed we've made in American sports now as far as how gambling and the rest of the things just kind of overlap, Cap. I'm going to swipe right which would intimate that I'm going to disagree with Clinton, although I agree with so much of what you just said. Look, I love the NFL. When, when you see this, this playoff season, how every game was walk-off and last play, I love football. It is my favorite game. It is my favorite sport. But there are times where I absolutely just despise the NFL. So you understand that, that conflict? Yeah. Loving the game but hating the league? I hate the hypocrisy. Forever... All we heard about was you can't gamble on games, gambling is illegal, and I never slice. Anybody? Anybody with me on that? I don't know what that last reference is. But okay, yes. that's a Caddyshack <laughs> reference, and okay. a couple people out there got it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are on commercials promoting gambling. Right. Every NFL stadium has DraftKings inside the stadium, you know, like advertisements. There's an NFL football team in Vegas the point I'm trying to make is is the NFL is in on gambling, but when a player gambles even just a little bit of money, that is just completely out of bounds. And if you just kind of slap them on the wrist and say, it's okay, it was only 1500 bucks, and you weren't playing in the game, you've just opened up a huge problem, I think. So unfortunately for this young guy, he's going to lose himself $11 million by not being able to play next year. Wild. Plus Wild I saw stuff. Joe Banner comment on it that like the players agreed to get like – Whatever the league gets, like the NFL gets for all these gambling agreements and licenses, whatever, yeah. the players get half of that. So, anyone yeah, I who, mean, you listen, A-plus bonehead move. Let's not sleep on that. I'm just not taking this guy behind the woodshed because he decided to gamble when he wasn't even playing football in that particular moment. That's, that's just me. Yeah, see, that's where I agree with you. I mean, he's not the worst human being in the world. Right. He just he did something that he shouldn't have done based on the, what the current rules are. Exactly. Yeah. 
hey, listen, that that that's like this Brittany Griner thing. There's another we'll talk about that a little bit later. But like, you know how many times I'd be in jail right now if I got busted at an airport for having vape cartridges with me? <laughs> no, you know, I, don't. I mean, she's not she's not the worst person in the world. But, you know, Russia is doing what they're doing, whatever. All right. Let's do this. Let's get some traffic in. And then since we were talking about football, Clinton, um, we, we were talking Russ and Russ was the story at the beginning of the day. But then Russell Wilson took over Russell Westbrook. Let's get to that coming up next. Yeah, Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. What's up? I just have a quick update. Some of you know Julian at Soft Shoe Raps on IG and on Twitter. He chimed in with this cap that you might want to know. You've met Julian. 71,000 photos, 2,600 videos. That's what his cap He would. 71,000 <laughs> photos? That's his cap. Yep. I'm only at 25,000 photos, and I think I've got a lot on my phone. He's at 71,000? <laughs> cap, you. how are you just rolling through my jam right now? So, wait. Okay, so before, before, before this break started laura goes i'm gonna play either tank or avant and he's not gonna know who either one of those is cap and i didn't say anything because i realized i know who both of them are but i probably wouldn't be able to delineate one from the other what i mean i think this is tank yes okay all yes. right but i mean like they're you know they're crooners from the 90s and 2000s in r&b they all kind of i don't want to sound same. the same but there's a similar element so Lindsay sends me and she's she's uh not here right now but she sent me a link to a song from Avant, yeah, and I was like, she was playing R and B hits from the two thousand right. before. So the show. she was like, she was like, do you know who this is? I was like, of course, like I've seen Avant in concert. So I played Tank because she wasn't in here. So I'm like, I'll throw in my you know song or whatever. <laughs> right. But I was like, I know, I know, Capping all know either of them. No, do you know who yeah. Tank is? Are you familiar? No, with Tank? when you said Tank, I mean, he thought it was a T-shirt, like the, the shirt. <laughs> Tank no. Top Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been watching so much like real news because of what's going on in the world. When you said the word Tank, I thought like military nah, vehicle. I got no, you. I got no, you. I didn't even think about that, but no. no so, just... so Lindsay's song was this one. I By the way, this, this is. I heard this yesterday. And this is such a great song. She, where did you hear it? Tell, tell the I was, so I was getting my eyelashes done. Oh, I see. And oh. the girl had like a 2000 R&B playlist on. Mm, and I was so like, good. this is like the best playlist I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. We learn a lot about people based on the playlist they listened to back in the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> like, who they were hanging out with. You know what I'm saying? My, <laughs> like, my car is interesting because you will either get. Something from the 90s, like hip-hop, R&B, anything 2000s, or some 80s in there. And then it'll be like a left field, something in Spanish. Oh. But like banda, okay. or like merengue, cumbia, or something else. And then all of a sudden, there's like a Christian song in there. Christian song? Wow. Yeah, like, like a hill Uber, song. The Uber drivers. Every you time I get mean? into like, an Uber, it's Christian radio. Every really? Time. Really? It's weird. It's so it's weird. weird. Yeah. So my, my playlist is like all over the place. Well, that makes sense. You Crazy. Know, you've got a good taste in music. Just so you know, Laura and Lindsay, this goes for you as well. Our conversation, which I believe was last week about Ubers. Clinton, we were having a conversation about when you get an Uber, do you always sit in the back seat or do you occasionally prefer to sit in the front seat? Do you have an opinion about that? If I'm solo, I'm not sitting in the front. That's just not happening. If you're solo, you're not sitting in the front. Okay. Or You know what? That's... mm. So I've done it before, but I can't, I'm trying to think of why. Oh, it's because when I had too many, some guy had his trunk full of stuff, and I had two huge duffel bags I was going somewhere, and I was mm. like, I just want to sit up front. I don't that feel makes like sense. sitting back here with these bags. That's, that makes sense. that's what it was. Yeah. See, I told the girls that, hey, look, I, when I'm by myself and an Uber driver comes to pick me up, I will say, hey, do you mind if I sit in the front? So I, I, I just prefer to sit in the front. And so because you guys gave me so much grief about it, when I was in New Orleans this past weekend, and I used a lot of Ubers, 
Mm. I what? never even considered asking. Hi, Eunice. Would you, I'm Scott. Would you mind if I sat in the front next to you? Wait, wait. I mean, I, the reason I don't do it is because, honestly, I don't feel like talking. And sitting up front, if you're not talking, is kind of mm, rude. Mm. That's like the main thing. I'm like, I'm trying to, I don't know, look through my 85,000 pictures on my phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Figure out how to get these multiples out of here. I'm not trying to run, That's you funny. know, run shtick about whatever's going on in the front seat. <laughs> you know? oh. But, Cap, like when I was in New Orleans, I used like the bus and I talked to the people. Like The bus? I, yeah, it you was fun. You rode the bus in Yo, New it was fun. The like, trolley is one thing. Oh, that, that too. Okay. All but right. like... The people I got to meet were, I love it, man. Like, I love that I can just talk to the people, like, everyday people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Great song. Well, well, I'll have you know, Laura, that when I got to the airport, when I landed, okay, I went from LAX to New Orleans, Mm -hmm. and I landed, and I took an Uber, and it was surging, and I was like, my goodness, really? It's this much to get from the New Orleans Mm -hmm. airport to downtown? A hundred dollars. Well, you messed up. You should have told me because I got people that could have picked you up. I know. And and by the way, I was using Lyft rather than Uber, which I always feel like is cheaper. But a $40 Uber turned into $100. Wow. Mm. And so then then the next day, I used Uber again and then back and forth. And finally, I said to my daughter, I go, hey, look, because I I thought I could convince her. I was like, you know what would be fun? Let's take the uh, streetcar. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than an Uber, because an Uber was going to cost me like thirty bucks, but the streetcar is a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I said, let's right. use the street. Well, here's what happened. So I get onto the streetcar, and it's a dollar twenty-five, and you have to have exact change in cash. They don't have a. Uh, you can't put a card into the machine. Into the machine, right? They're very old school like that. Yes. Right. So all I have is a twenty-dollar bill, and I said to the driver, I go, I said, well, what do I do? And she said, well, you put the twenty in, you'll get the two dollars and fifty cents for the ride you're about to go on. And then you're going to have $17.50 left over. And I said, but I don't want the $17.50 because I'm only going to use this one time. So she said, well, I don't know what to tell you, pal. You know, and there's like a line of people behind me, right? And all of a sudden, a person put in front of me two fives and a ten. And I, I don't even look up to say thank you. I, I just immediately react and I go, thank you, sir. That's very kind of you. And when I look up, it was a lady. But she was wearing a mask. And so she said, it's not sir, it's ma'am. Now, Clinton, this is the second again, time this has happened. Again. Yeah. Right. This is the second time this has happened to me where I've, I've said to a lady, thank you, sir. The first time is because I thought it was a guy. My bad. The second time is because I wasn't looking. You know, and I just this is happening to me time and again where I'm saying thank you, sir, just out of like habit. Thank you, you just sir. Stop it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. I got to stop it. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the, good. Advice. The the, uh, the streetcars in New Orleans, by the way. So my buddy lives there. He's one of my best friends. I grew up playing baseball with, and uh, his son is like mm, probably two or three years old, and he's so obsessed with the streetcar that they have to walk to school a way such that he can't see or hear it coming, <laughs> or it will derail his entire day, like full meltdowns. I almost experienced this when I was down there visiting him a couple, about a year and a half ago. He was like, I, he was like, I, like, I couldn't even say, because I, I went low. You know, I'm a pretty observant person. If mm-hmm. Those of you who know me in real life, if I see something I like, I'm just going to go, oh, look at that, and talk about it. And I remember I pointed, and his, the kid was distracted, and he like, I mean, we've known each other for a while. We've gotten to a couple scuffles just being friends and teammates, but he hit me harder than you've ever hit me <laughs> telling me to shut up and cut it out because we did not need that meltdown that yeah a dollar 25 and that, once i gave the the dollar 25 i put the five dollars in and it gave me a receipt for two dollars and 50 cents back which i wasn't gonna use so i said to this lady i said i'm so sorry ma'am please excuse me i i here's the extra 250 
So mm. I, you know, I just handed it off so to you her. Tipped her. Well, I mean, I didn't mean to like tip her. I just. I'm joking, but I mean, yes. no. But I mean, it was a tip. I was just. I felt so bad. I called her sir, and she was a ma'am. Happens. You mm. learn, Cap. You stop at. I stop at. Thank you. There you go. Bingo, yep. bango. No more sirs. No more mm-hmm. sirs. Just thank you. Yeah. All right. Stick around, everybody. What you need to know is coming up for us. And then we intended to get into. We went from Russell Westbrook. We're going to transition just a little bit into Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson because those two guys kind of stole the headlines today. We'll get to that story, what it means for the Rams and the Chargers. We'll get to it. Coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.